she was not ready to see Paula Abdul on the show. Yes, Judge Paula Abdul, this show. I love this one. She's from Judge us. Paula Abdul really took me out. This is Alex. And this is M. Welcome to the latest episode of The Good, The Bad, The Basic. This is the podcast for TV lovers, movie buffs, and binge watchers of all ages. On this podcast, we'll be talking about what we loved, what we hated, and what's just a bit problematic about the TV and movies that we're addicted to. And do a bit of rewriting where necessary. For much more exclusive content, become a show producer on Patreon and get access to after-the-episode outtakes, curated playlists, movie reviews, music video retrospectives, perspectives, and so much more. Join the GBB family at patreon.com forward slash good, bad, basic. Today we'll be discussing the first half of one of the most truly unique shows of the last decade, Drop Dead Diva. This series follows Deb, an aspiring model who dies, ascends to heaven, and hits the return button, coming back to earth in the body of a hardworking, generous, plus-sized attorney named Jane, who was also recently deceased. With a guardian angel and best friend in on the secret, Deb learns to navigate both Jane's life and her body. So what exactly made this series so refreshing? Stay tuned. Alright everyone, here are some details on Drop Dead Diva. The series is labeled as a comedy drama, a fantasy, and a legal drama. It was created by Josh Berman, and it was released from July 12th, 2009 through June 22nd, 2014 on the Lifetime Network for a total of six seasons and 78 episodes. The series stars Brooke Elliott as Jane Bingham, uh, who is inhabited by the body who is inhabited by Deb Dobbs. And uh, she's our protagonist and an attorney. Margaret Cho as Terry Lee, Jane's assistant. April Bowlby as Stacey Barrett, Jane's best friend and roommate. Kate Levering as Kim Caswell, Jane's co-worker and frenemy. Jackson Hurst as Grayson Kent, Jane's colleague and Deb's former boyfriend. Josh Stamberg as Jay Parker. He's in seasons one through four, and he's Jane's former boss. Lex Medlin as Owen French. He's a recurring character on season three and a uh, principal cast member seasons four through six. He is Jane's ex-fiance and later Stacy's fiance and baby daddy. Jeffrey Pierce as Ian Holt. He appears in season six, and this character is inhabited by Grayson. Ben Feldman as Fred, Deb's first guardian angel. Well, Deb and Jane's first guardian angel. Carter McIntyre as Luke Daniels, Deb's second guardian angel. Justin Dealey as Paul uh, in seasons five through six. Deb and Jane's third guardian angel, and then later Grayson's guardian angel. Brooke Dorsey as the original Deb Dobkins, and she's a recurring character in seasons one through three. Paula Abdul as Judge Paula Abdul. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell as Judge Madeline Summers. Brandy Norwood as Elisa Shane. And last but not least, 
Natalie Hall as the real Jane Bingham, who is now in the body of a woman named Brittany. These are all of our main characters, and it seems confusing to talk about it, but the show does a really good job of keeping you outside of the realm of confusion when it comes to whose body is this and whose consciousness is in said body. So right. Wound. <laughs> right. So like I was just telling M before we started the show, I always say that this show is like Legally Blonde, the show, um, but that's not quite super accurate. It's more like Legally Blonde meets Down to Earth, um, the show. And so Down to Earth is like this Chris Rock movie uh, that's a remake of another film called Heaven Can Wait uh, with Chris Rock, Regina King, and um, Wanda Sykes. It's really funny. You guys should watch it. Uh, and that movie is about basically exactly the premise of this pilot, which is Chris Rock is like a comedian who dies and he's sent to heaven. And then he is like, send me back. I'm not, I'm not done. And then he gets, and he's put in the body of like, he's put in um, the body of like this old, like rich white man. That's obviously not Jane's issue, but he is sent, his consciousness is put in this other body. And he now has to sort of live out the rest of his life in this other body. And, and that's, that's, um, dropped at diva essentially right so we enter the pilot here's what happens um both jane uh and the real jane bingham and the real deb dobkins die and um when jane gets to heaven uh she's kind of like at a zero sum she wasn't a bad person but she wasn't a terribly great person either um so while the angels are deliberating their decision she hits that reset button and she goes back but she goes back into the body of another recently deceased person jane bingham jane died um in a car accident i believe protecting her boss you mean deb sorry yeah deb died in this the car is gonna get really confusing <laughs> yeah <laughs> for a minute <laughs> deb, deb died in the car accident jane died protecting her boss because right. she's a person and so when she goes back she thinks she's going to go back to her body but no she goes back into jane's body jane um as i mentioned we we're talking about critical details goes into the body of this woman named Brittany. um but um uh apparently um she's never been any of the things that Jane is, she's not as educated. Like Jane is an attorney. She's not generous. She's not selfless and she's never been a big woman. So now, um, she immediately tells her best friend, but her guardian angel stops her from telling anyone else. And the two of them have basically got to teach her how to be Jane. Cause obviously being an attorney is very difficult to fake your way through. <laughs> Right. And, and like, you know, because of like the, some like, you know, writing magic, the whole thing is, is that like, she can access Jane's like law knowledge when needed, like, or it like will resurface itself when it's needed. Cause she has, she doesn't really know. She, she can't access like Jane's private memories, which is why she, like a bunch of stuff will happen and like hijinks will ensue. But like, if she but she knows how to be a lawyer. She knows she can get all of that stuff. I feel like the hours that Jane spent cramming in her dorm room and studying for the LSATs are a very private memory, but you know, I, 
we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna suspend <laughs> belief for a minute. <laughs> we're just gonna suspend belief and say, yeah, she this is like plausible. I actually would have preferred the show if she'd been put in a situation where she had to basically learn law on the fly, like before every court case, just like running through all the court cases and law books in her house. <laughs> But they didn't do that. She accessed Jane's memories and she's just basically learning how to be a litigator and how to like comport herself in the courtroom. So that was interesting and fun to watch. And one thing about Lifetime prior to, uh, I want to say 2018, um, they were really just here for the vibes and giving us really, really fun shows. Like they had gotten off the strong medicine army wives track and they wanted to do something that was a bit more fun and like carefree and drop that diva was that show right yeah like i said it's it's legally blonde like it's it's so legally blonde it's just here for like fun it's here to be super fun it's here to be like super carefree um and and the vibes and you know get to know jane and deb and stacy and fred and all these really fun people and Everything gets solved. All the world's problems get solved in like an hour and everybody just goes home feeling really hopeful about like life and the world in general. Right, right. A little bit of the storyline is kind of a circus, but it's a fun circus. Does it have like clowns? doesn't have like animal exploitation <laughs> No, I'm kidding. It's like it's just a fun circus. Like you never really know what's going to happen next, which is fun in this context. Um, the cast of characters is really, really fun. And, you know, uh, for a while, we just get a lot of one-offs, like Deb trying not to tell Grayson that, like, hey, it's me, Deb. Deb, yeah. It's body, but, like, it's me, Deb. So she's, like, trying to, like, stuff this information down and just navigate this new life as best as she as she can, um, which is really, really interesting because just being Jane, right? Being in Jane's body gives her an entirely new perspective because we already know how appearance works in our culture. People treat you um, heavily, the way people treat you is heavily based on what you look like and how they feel about people who look like you. Right? And people treat Jane very differently than they treated Deb. And, yeah, and then, you know... Yeah, and that's, like, where this first year... And that's why I was like, I don't know about this first season. Because this first season is, like... It does, I think, speak to that. But then I think there are a couple of, you know, episodes that kind of make it feel like the show is saying, oh, my God, isn't, like, being fat, like, the worst thing that could ever possibly happen to you? And it's like, no. <laughs> like, she is still uh, this person who's you know, she's still like this, like, you know, Jane is for the most part gone, like, and Deb is this effervescent person who still wants to um, play with like her style and like her makeup. And, you know, I think my only annoying thing is, is that plus size fashion at this time, like what this is like, Oh nine mm-hmm. wasn't like, it wasn't as prolific and great. Oh, well, I, it's not really great now, but it wasn't. It wasn't what it is now. And granted, everybody on the show is dressed like really terribly. 
<laughs> but, um, you know, they do find a way. The show does, like, end up finding a way. And Brooke Elliott, who is the actress who plays Jane, really helps, like, infuse this character with, like, really, with a lot of joy and effervescence. And the show expands and finds, like, other things to talk about in her life and, like, gives her a life uh, and something to... And gives the character real depth. I hope something... Yes. And that made made sense. (laughs) I will say, though, like, fashion in that era was trash. I don't have many pictures of my late teens, early 20s, and I'm glad that I don't, because we look tragic. The clothes were a mess. The eyebrows were an even bigger mess. And that's a time that we should really let die. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, that's that's true. Everybody, and everybody does, like I said, everybody really does look tragic in this first season. So bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Nothing is flattering. Nothing is conducive to, like, even comfort, like, you can be like, oh, it's not fashionable, but it's comfortable. But it's neither. They hit that middle ground of neither. <laughs> oh, they really do. They they hardcore hit that middle ground of absolutely neither. So let's talk about, like, Stacy and Fred and Grayson and some other, other people uh, in the first season. So this is another one of these shows I did not start watching until uh, Alex and I decided to put it on our list for the strong female lead season. So I'd seen Ben Feldman, who plays Fred, before on Superstore. And I love him on Superstore, but um, I'd never seen him on anything else. And it's super interesting to watch him as this sort of character, because now I believe that he's been typecast. (laughs) Because... Superstore character is a guardian angel. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's true. No, that's real. <laughs> like, and I enjoy watching him. Like, he has a charm. He's obviously very easy on the eyes, and he has a certain charm. It's this uh, je ne sais quoi. You don't really know what it is. Can't put your finger on it, but I like watching him. I feel the same way about Hilary Duff. It's, I really enjoy watching these people, and I couldn't tell you why. And I really enjoyed him in this role. If anything... I wish that um, we could have, uh, Fred could have stuck around for a little bit longer, but I really, really appreciate um, this guardian angel role. Cause usually when we have like guardian angels and fairy godmothers in stories, um, in a lot of ways they helped you to actualize and become your best self. Right. And this is sort of a take on that because Deb's best self is who she becomes when she's inhabiting Jane. Yes. She ever become this person as Deb. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you get it. Like, I'm so, so I'm really passionate impossible. about this show, you guys. <laughs> it's literally impossible for her to become better as Deb Dobkins. It just wasn't there for her. Like, being in that body and the mindset that was cultivated from being in that body was self limiting. Right. She becomes like her, I think you could argue that like Deb becomes like her truest, most expansive self as Jane. And that's something that the series will touch on, like that idea. And I, and I guess we'll talk about like later on and like in later seasons, once the, once the guardian angel switches to the, to the guy, to the other guy, not the, not the dumb, not the dumb, dumb one, but the, 
the an- annoying one. Oh, um, uh, Luke, Luke Daniels. Yes. Yeah, him. Yeah, he's he's very annoying. Uh- but yeah, <laughs> I, I I love Fred as a guardian, and honestly, Fred is kind of bumbling a little bit. But like, Fred is so committed to Deb slash Jane. So committed. <laughs> He's, he's doing his best. He's trying his hardest. Right. Um, and it's nice to know that heaven doesn't demand perfection. Only um, effort. <laughs> right. Only effort. Um, and so Fred, you know, is helping, is helping Jane along. But while he's helping Jane along, he also immediately falls for um, her, her BFF, Stacy. Right. Stacy's got it. A lot of people follow for her on this show. <laughs> Um, but Stacy is honestly everything you would want in a best friend because I feel like if I died and came back in another body and told one of my homegirls that, like, even even you, Alex, even if I was like, Alex, it's me, it's M, like, you'd be like, oh my god, this is demonic. <laughs> I definitely saw you die. I was definitely at the funeral. This is demonic. It's such I would, I would spray you with holy water first. That's true. Like, especially if I came back in someone else's body, we'd be like, no, this is dark-sided. And, like, I wouldn't even blame them. I couldn't blame you guys for this reaction. I would I would entertain it, but I would absolutely spritz you with holy water first and be like, so what's the situation? <laughs> well, so after you douse me in holy water, like, then we can talk. I mean, then- honestly, I feel like that's a better reaction than my other friends would have. Um, they would probably, like, have me, like, committed and tell people that I'm just this crazy woman who's pretending to be their dead bestie. <laughs> um, Stacey's a real one. Like, she just believes her. Like, you obviously there's a little... But she, like, very quickly believes her and, like, goes along with this, which is, like, only on television. I, like, right, only on television. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's... And then there's obviously the, the one one of our characters who's like a big sort of centerpiece uh, who will be a big centerpiece of the show is Grayson played by Jackson Hurst. You'll, if you've seen any Shonda Rhimes show, you'll like recognize him. He's always just like in Shonda shows. He's just always showing up and Jane and Deb Jane is like, wants to tell Grayson that it's her and she can't. And we, and we learn a lot about Grayson, and you know Grayson's just like a—he's a, a, like a really nice guy who's just sad that his fiance died. Yeah, it's super interesting, and this is something that I actually really love about the show. Jane is a very good person, very kind, very generous, very thoughtful, very educated, very committed to her job and her friends. But Grayson was never in love with her. He was in love with vapid, shallow, self-centered Deb. And he doesn't start to fall for Jane until Deb is in her body. Which I thought was super interesting. Because a lesser show would have been like, yeah, he was with Deb. But he didn't really want Deb. He just was kind of stuck in that relationship. He wanted someone with more depth. Blah, 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 blah. But the truth is, like, no matter how deep or lack thereof you are, there's someone for you. And there was someone for Deb, and he was her someone. Right, yeah. And and I'll, and something I also like about the show is that, like, it's, it's that, it's what you said, it's that. He just sort of... He, whatever Deb's sort of effervescence was like, 
he was drawn to it and that was what he loved. Um, but I also really like that they do have um, that Grayson and Jane do did have some sort of pre-existing friendship or at least like work buddy thing happening. So it's definitely alluded that he was like her closest work colleague, right? Yeah. So that was like that was like Jane's little work husbands and they were they were they had a really good relationship and I like that they show that um that such a relationship can exist particularly among like uh attorneys. I think the last show that did this well was The Good Wife. Right. Cuz I hate shows where like attorneys are cutthroat to everybody, even the people working with them in the same <laughs> office. <laughs> like, are you serious? Um, I, I, listen, I just like that we can show the humanity of people. I think in a lot of the shows we cover, what I like about them is that they show that like, even if someone is insufferable to one group of people, there's another group of people that they'll be like really close with. And I think this is more indicative of how like the world works right everybody is a villain in somebody's story and everyone's a hero in somebody else's story right no absolutely absolutely um so so like we said so like em said first season is a sort of one-offy and by the way drop to diva is one of those shows like 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 it's like almost like a black sitcom or where or and actually or it is like the good wife and that like everybody you've ever heard or thought of will end up on this show at some point for whatever reason so (laughs) um you just have to watch it to see all of the incredible guest stars but we end this first season with um a a really great cliffhanger in that, like, we find out that uh, Jane, uh, not not Deb, but Jane, you know, Jane Jane, OG Jane, was married, dun-dun-dun, and her man shows up to, to come get her at the end of the season. Wait, were they married or engaged? They were... Oh, they're engaged, I think. Yeah. Right, right. They were engaged. Because I remember this fiance is later the one who ends up with her, with uh, Deb's bestie, right? Stacey? Um, but, like, that's a, we- that's a very weird thing for y'all to show us at the 11th hour. I mean, it's it's drama. It, it takes us into our next season. And it's like, it's fine, whatever. But, um... We remember everything Jane learned in law school, but we don't remember Jane's whole fiance. <laughs> well, because you know, she's not allowed because and that's the thing. Listen, there's lots of wonky plot holes, and you just have to kind of roll with it. Right. <laughs> and this I is mean, one of them. You don't have access to memories of Jane doing things like, I don't know, fucking, but <laughs> maybe you should know you should remember that time she was proposed to, maybe. I feel <laughs> Um, because like when Tony Goldwyn shows up (laughs) and when does he ever not show up in a legal drama (laughs) this is true these are drama and Tony Goldwyn isn't on your legal drama it's not popping it's never gonna pop (laughs) it's not really it's not really hot like that um because when Tony Goldwyn shows up 
like that's another thing she's like oh like deb has to like investigate and then she finds out like oh we were having sex (laughs) (laughs) um she's like i didn't realize uh but yeah it ends with this fiance and that is uh, like with jane's fiance coming back after she sort of you know has been dating this other this other new guy. So so that's season one. So season one, M, good, bad, or basic. I thought season one was actually quite good. It was basic, but this is another one of those times where I feel like the basic really elevated things. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, it's hilarious in a way that obviously was intended but i think it's also hilarious in ways that are completely unintended it's just fun to watch like sometimes you just want to relax and just watch something that's interesting right like the show listen i i think one of the biggest strengths a show can have um is in a in a writer's room and like a showrunner is like when everybody knows what the show is and what it's supposed to be doing you know what i mean Right, because it shows, and it also shows when you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like, I like I as an audience member, I can feel it when like you're trying to be more than what you are. <laughs> right, 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 right. And Jane, and not Jane the Virgin, but and Drop Dead Diva knows exactly what it is. It knows exactly what it's here to do, and it's not trying to be better than what it is. It's just like this is me. Love me, don't love me, but. You know, I know what I came here to do. And it's like, yes. You know? It's so important to know your niche. I think the shows that fail are like the shows you say, um, either don't know what they're doing or they're trying too hard to be for everybody. Right. Like, yeah, they're trying to be, or like if, or like sometimes you, I think a show will be like, like Drop Dead Diva and it'll be like super pulpy and ridiculous. But like, but that, but then it wants to be more like, but it's like, no, I'm more than just being pulpy and ridiculous. Like, um, you know, I'm, I'm true detective. Like, take me seriously. Like, no, 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 honey. Like, like drop to diva understands that like, it's not like the good wife, like, or like, it's not like, or like, what's yeah. like a, I don't know. I don't know. It's what's a like a no scandal. <laughs> Right. And see, and that's and exactly though, exactly, because that was Scandal's problem. Scandal thought it was more than what it was. Ooh, and and then you have you, you see Olivia and Fitz delivering these lines and like I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing at you. Just I'm be what you are. This seriously. You want me to take it seriously, but like I'm laughing at you. This is ridiculous. Like the dialogue was so left by the end of season two on Scandal because the show didn't understand how ridiculous it had gotten. Right. And 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 that's like, and that's like my thing. Like just be what you are. Drop the Diva understands what it is. It understands that it's here to be fun, fluffy. We're not thinking about this shit too hard. Like we're just here for the vibes. Like we're here for a good time. We're here for the vibes. And that's why for me, it gets, like, a solid good. Like, even if they're, like, even though they're, like, plot holes and stuff that doesn't make sense and why, who knows what's going on with, like, the the mystic, the mystical whatever in terms of, like, Jane Deb's memories, 
none of that particularly matters because I'm just enjoying it so much. Like it just, it's so fun. Like, you know what I mean? Right, right. It's a very fun show. Um, and I think that's what carries it even through a couple bumps, a couple plot holes, a couple of what? a couple of really like head scratching situations. <laughs> head scratching moments. Yes. Right. I'm just like, okay, but this is cute though. This is a vibe. This is a vibe. We're we're having fun. Uh, and so yeah, that's season one. And so so season two. Season two, we kick it off with uh, an incredible musical number uh, with with uh, Judge Paula Abdul. Straight up now, tell me, do you really want to win in my courtroom? Uh, 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 uh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to. Um, Judge Paula Abdul is great, and I know that this like character was like a spoof on her American Idol judgeship, which I thought was really cute. Right. Um... I think characters like this that bring levity, that con- continue to remind you that this is a comedy, give the show so much warmth and depth. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. And listen, I, you guys know how much I hate musical numbers <laughs> and TV shows. You guys know I don't mess with it. But, like, I really do not hate these these musical numbers at the beginning of the seasons. I like them. I think they're really fun. If it's <laughs> at the beginning of the season, I, I'm honestly not mad at it. Don't throw that shit in the middle of the season or at the end of a season or several seasons down once I've become accustomed to being musical free. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like, it's, I'm just like, oh, this is cute. Like, this is fun. And like, you guys, I hate, I hate musical sequences. Like, I hate them. But like, I, I vibe with these. And I feel like and I think I vibe with them because they fit into the overall tone of the show. They don't mm-hmm. feel super out of place. They don't. They don't. Um, the situation in any other context could have gone really, really dark. They could have given us an orphan black with this premise, right? But it's not. Like, Jane isn't like, oh my god, my life is over. As existential crises for the next six seasons. She's like, wow, this sucks. Anyway, let's see what we can do. <laughs> right, let's let's move forward. So, so we we pick up the season and Jane's been you know, Deb Jane, she can't she can't just spend all her time pining over Grayson. She's got to do other things while she's pining for Grayson. And so she's dating this guy, this US attorney, and then like we said, dun dun dun, this fiance comes back and so she's kind of having to juggle both of these men and and understanding um, the context of which this old fiancé was to Jane and who he can be to her now, while also making sure, you know, her first boyfriend doesn't, like, get angry or whatever. So I think we find out that the fiancé, like, she she and the fiancé only got together so he could, like, do oh no they did get married because he got married they got married for the health insurance oh right 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 Mm -hmm. and that's what we find out what happens is that um they had gotten married for the health insurance and that he came back because like he needed another favor but like he wasn't a good dude because he was like he we find out that he was really like using jane and so now deb jane sort of gets to avenge jane by like you know 
giving him like really, you know, reading, uh, really reading him and being like, listen, that what you did wasn't cool, yo. Yeah, we love it. I love it. I love it so much. I think one of the reasons why this show is such a great like show in regards to like women's solidarity and feminism is because it, it was never, ever, ever branded that way. We just, <laughs> gave, just gave us a lot of characters that had a lot of heart and had good intentions and cared about their friendships. So right. we get fake feminist moments. <laughs> Right, that's true. Even when, like, Jane has to deal with people who she doesn't, like, other women she, like, really doesn't like. For example, Kim, which is, like, a nor- another lawyer at James Jane's firm. Like, Kim and Jane, like, do not, like, they are opposed. <laughs> but um, Jane never messes up her shit just to make herself feel better or... Or to get, like, you know, Jane depends on herself to get ahead and not necessarily the destruction of Kim. Right, exactly. And I think that's really, really necessary as well. Like, feminism doesn't mean you're going to like or get along with every other woman. It means you're going to respect her and you're not going to, um, you know, uh, step on her to elevate yourself. (laughs) Talking to you, white feminists. Um, (laughs) it's very important that you don't use someone else's failures to progress or sabotage them in order to elevate yourself. And I think the show does that really, really well, because especially again, in the field, they work, we could, they could lean into the stereotype that all lawyer, all lawyers are like ruthless and scrupulous and have no personal like morals, you know, mm-hmm. so that's how they behave to each other. <laughs> Right. No, exactly. Um, so somebody that we meet this season is, um, Jane, not, uh, Deb Jane, but Jane Jane, Jane's mom. And like Jane has to like figure out the sort of, and navigate this, this relationship with, with her mom, who we find out is, uh, has bipolar disorder. Which is interesting. Whew, yeah. Um, that is super interesting, especially because, like, obviously, you're not going to tell this woman, um, I'm not your daughter, actually. Um, but then you have to re navigate that relationship that she had with her mother. Right. And that's not a healthy one. So, like, you're basically traumatizing yourself for the sake of keeping this secret. It's, it's yeah right and then and something that we'll see like because another character who will show up i think either this season or next season will be deb's mom and then we have to see her navigate that relationship like n- having to like not be o- too overly familiar with her because it's like why is this weird lawyer woman <laughs> being super familiar with me um and but like having to you know uh oh my oh no it is the season because we find out that like well jane jane deb finds out that like she had a long lost sister that she just never knew about yeah and her mom just never told her that's a weird thing to keep a secret like i i don't understand people that hide that are able to hide entire having entire children (laughs) and it's so 
Like this, and that's like what's really great about this show is that like it is this really super like not serious show, and then they'll just like throw like these crazy like really intense, emotionally intense like stories. <laughs> like, cause um, cause it's the episode with like Lily Sabowski, remember, and Robin Givens. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I remember. Whew. Yeah, it's like. Like, Deb's mom is like, hey, can you, like, come, like, help with my, like, I need you to help this client. And Jane's like, well, why are we helping them? It's like, because she's my daughter that I gave up when I was, like, 16. (laughs) How do you just decide, you know what, it's time I told everyone about my secret kid now. Well, I guess if your first kid is dead, maybe you're, like, reevaluating things, you know? Not your first kid, but, like, your other kid is dead and but you like you don't know that she's alive and inhabiting this lawyer's body. Oh, so you'll be like, you know what? Whatever happened to that other kid? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I wonder whatever happened to the other one. Um season two is more of just the same. The show clearly knew what it wanted to do. And it just stayed the course. And listen, when you have a winning formula, please don't try to switch it up. Please don't. L- listen, and it I love it. It works. Like, some other stuff that happens is, like, Kim, which is, uh, like we said, that's Jane's sort of, like, frenemy at her law firm. Kim starts dating their boss, um, Mm -hmm. Parker, and they start to hook up and have a thing, and then this other, and then, like, another woman from the firm, because it's, like, Parker, Harrison, and something the law firm is in, like, Parker Harrison or whatever. Well, the Harrison and then in the marquee, like, she shows up and, like, then there's, like, this love triangle thing with, like, Parker, Kim, and this other woman. But, like, she's also, like, she's here to, like, defraud the firm and, like, everybody has to figure out how to, like, stop it. And it's a whole thing. And so, and that's really fun. But, um, but we end the season. Of the show are very fun. I what? have to say, I'm not a fan of legal shows. Like I said, you know, several seasons back, but the legal aspects of the show are really fun. They're super fun. Cause it's like, cause none of it's serious. Like, like we, it's so legally blonde. Like the episode that we were talking about with, um, uh, Lily Sabowski, it's like, the whole uh, the whole legal thing, like the little the law story in it, is like nail polish. <laughs> it's and she's like, I know, and like that's how Jane like wins the case too. She's like, when like nail polish does this and this, she like so and so couldn't have known that like it was bad for whatever because everybody everybody knows that when nail polish sits out in the sun, it does ABC. Like it's incredible. I did not get to see Lily Sobieski on this show, so that was fun. But I just wanted one person to say ammonium thiglocolate. Right? <laughs> just one time. One time. One time. One time. It was right there. Um, but we end the season with... Uh, so we end season two with... Um, once the Claire person is, like, outed, like, ousted from the firm... Jane decides, Jane, like, after she has a dream with Judge Paula Abdul, decides that she's going to tell Grayson the truth. She's like, she's going to go to Grayson. She's going to be like, it's me. 
it's Deb because by this time they have like a really deep friendship, like much like a much deeper friendship thing going on and she feels it and she's going to do it. She's going to do it. Fred warns her not to do it. Fred is like, do not pass go and collect $200. Jane's like, I ain't trying to hear it. So she takes Grayson out to dinner and they're having drinks and she is getting ready to say something and he's like, and by this time she's saying something because Grayson has also has met like a new lawyer lady named Vanessa and he's very is sus as hell. <laughs> Um, he's met Vanessa and he's like really feeling her and Jane is like, you are not getting married on me. And she, <laughs> she's like, what happened though? It's <laughs> actually what happened. <laughs> it is. It's like, that's what actually happens. She's like, you were not getting married on me. And then she goes to tell him. And then right when she's about to tell him, Grayson gets hit by a car and goes into a coma. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-mm. And that is season. That's season two. So, um, what about season two? What's the vibe? I thought season two was actually really good, better than season one. That's when I right? like the show. That's when I was like, okay, we have a winner. <laughs> <He's been laughs> a winner. This is the one. This is the vibe. Um, same. And your friend from Seventh Heaven shows up this season. Oh God. <laughs> your your friend. Uh. I don't know. Like, what was his, what's his name? Barry? Barry Watson. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Watson has been trying valiantly to have a career since Seventh Heaven. And I really hate that, you know, he don't. Um, and I thought it was so rude how, like, the, the, for the, because, mo- like, he's in the clown makeup for, like, 90% of the episode. <laughs> Oof. Rude. Oh, Barry Watson. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> Uh, season two is great. Season two, season two is, I think is like when the show really finds its footing and is like, no, this is, I know what I came here to do. Like, this is what we're doing. This is great. I got, I got this. We like, let's go. And it's great. It's really, really great. Like all the, um, all the legal stuff is like we said, it's never really heavy and it's all really fun and, and there are like a lot of social justicey episodes, but like we said, it it works because the show doesn't really brand itself like that. It just sort of lays it out there, but with a point of view, which I think is really great. I think Brooke Elliott really, really finds this character. Um, something I really like about the something that I really like that they do this season is that like a way that they have to sort of preserve Deb and like Deb's effervescence and like, because Deb was such a girly girl and really into fashion and stuff and, and differentiate Deb from Jane Jane is like, they really let, they really play with like Brooke Elliott's makeup mm-hmm. this season. And they really like work to match like her makeup to either like the mood of the show or like her mood, which I think is really clever and interesting and smart. I think so. Um, because before she was just like 
playing a filler role, right? She was just, I'm just going to slip into Jane's life. And I think her kind of, like you said, playing with makeup and fashion more is just showing you that, like, not only are we seeing more of her personality, she's making peace with, like, this is my life now. Right. Like, this is my life, and it's and it's a good one. And it's, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do with this. Right, right. And um, I think that was a huge step for Deb, because I feel like Deb Loki had not fully embraced this new life, this new way of being, this new body yet. And then when she did, I feel like the character really elevated. Right, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. I I 100% agree with that. And it's... And it's... Hold on, I think your Bluetooth's out. Your Bluetooth is out. No, it's it's on again. It was oh, out, fading okay. in and out. It's back though. Um, and I. Oh, and that's and I really like that, and I think it's really important because it's one of those really effective and subtle ways of deepening the character and taking the the character forward, and and the narrative in the show forward. Right, right, absolutely. Wow. So, oh, season two. Um, you said I said it was great. What do you think? I same. It's it's great. I love it. It's All so- right, let's jump into season three. So we pick up with season three. Um, season three uh, is we pick up with you know Grayson is in the hospital. He's still in a coma and. Jane is by his bedside, absolutely, you know, like, you know, wake up, Grayson, uh, Jane and Vanessa both, because Vanessa comes, because she's like, because, you know, that is technically her man. Um, Jane is not pleased when she sees Vanessa, but also understands that, of course, she's there. Um, and yeah, your, our, your favorite is in this, this season premiere episode. Who's my favorite? I have I have a couple faves. Leanne Rhymes. <sighs> yes. How do I? Okay. Seriously though, I feel like Leanne Rhymes is a pretty decent actress. I mean, she'll never be able to act as well as she can sing, but I feel like she's actually a decent actress. She has like a really good presence. That's real. Um, and listen, do you know who watches the Lifetime Channel? The same demographic who buys Leanne Rhymes CDs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was a great idea. I think it's one of the best ideas they've ever had. Um, like, I mess with it in a really, really heavy way. I mean, yeah, you should. We all should. Uh, I don't remember what, like, the case was about, but I do know it was, like... I think she's, like, playing some like actor's boyfriend funny enough i think it's like a it's a joke on the vampire diaries because the guy kind of looks like paul wesley like yeah he's like styled to look like paul wesley a bit and like they're and they say that like oh he's on the hit vampire show blah, blah blah um so i do think it's a it's a call to that um but she's there and she's having fun and so Grayson wakes up from his coma, but he does not 
when he wakes up, he when he wakes up, like he um he calls like Vanessa's name instead of Deb's or whatever instead of Jane's or whatever. So Jane, you know, hardcore realizes that she has got to freaking move on. Um, or not like, but like she's got a, you know, this, this is not like really hardcore working for her. And she's got to accept that Grayson has like a person now and that person is Vanessa. And, you know, she and Fred have like a whole talk about it. And, you know, she, she, she's still not accepting, but she does what she has to do. And listen, our girl doesn't stay down for long because she, the next thing she does is that she hooks up with Grayson's doctor (laughs) from the hospital. I mean, we all have our, our, our different ways of grieving. It's whatever. So, see. That's how she, you know, deals and grooves. And I'm I'm really happy for my girl. Um, Fred and Stacy are an official thing. And they're like, they're, you know, they're like really doing stuff together now. And, uh, oh, and then Grayson and Vanessa, like, well, Grayson proposes to Vanessa. And then, like, Grayson and Vanessa are getting married. And Grayson asks Jane to be his best man and then to, like, help plan the wedding. Oh, and it cuts like a knife. Okay, seriously, though, this is, like, this is, like, a different form of masochism. Right? Because she does it. Like, in the wedding of the person I'm in love with. You got me messed up. That's what we're not going to do. Not today. Not today. Not today, friend. And so they are like, so she's like helping him plan this wedding, which is horrible. And um, she even like picks out like their wedding rings. And I'm just like, Grayson, can you, this isn't it, Grayson. I don't know what, what it is, but this is not, this is not any, any of it. This is. This is just not, this is not the way life goes. Um, We don't want it. We don't want it. And so, so then the wedding finally happens. Grayson and Vanessa are getting married. And then like at the altar, everyone's there. And then Vanessa leaves. (laughs) Vanessa calls Jane and she's like, girl, I can't go through with it. I, I don't know. Something's not right. So I'm out. Thanks. Bye. We hate it so much. And it's horrible to watch. It's terrible. And poor Grayson has to you know, get left at the altar when he didn't particularly do anything. And uh, then help, like, and then now Jane, Deb, has to manage the fallout. And that sucks. Um, There is a really good episode. Wait, sorry, say that again? You know what this reminds me of? Remember 90 shows where there was, like, obviously there was, like, an A plot and a B plot, but there was always, like, hijinks? 
all around at all times. This kind of reminds me of that. Yes. No, absolutely. It, it hardcore. So you see a little sitcom, which is nice. Right. Which is why, like, the show is so... The show, to me, is so reminiscent of, like, sitcoms in that way. And then it's also reminiscent to me, like, of The Good Wife in that, like, you... Even though it's, like, a law procedural, because it is, like, for the most... Like, because that's the show. Yeah, it's a law procedural. Like, you really do have to watch all the episodes because, like, even though all these hijinks are coming around, like, there's lots of, like, character work and development with all the characters that are happening in each episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, like, if you don't watch them, like, you can't, like, pick up on them. So it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, So then, so, okay, so let's get into, like, some other people's stuff. So before we had talked about um, Kim and Parker, who was the boss, and they had sort of broken up, but they'd gotten back together. And then we, so then there's this whole new plot that happens this season uh, where Parker has like a long lost son by Brandy. Mm. I want to be done. Yeah. Um, they just keep inviting Brandy over to all kinds of shows for all kinds of reasons. All kinds of reasons. Uh, but that's like a big plot point this season. Like it's huge. I love it. Was it necessary? Absolutely. <laughs> so. Absolutely. <laughs> So Brandy comes along and Brandy's like, oh, and like she's Parker's ex and she's like, oh, by the way, like, and, and like, she doesn't tell him. It's more like Jane is working on her, like her little law case because Brandy has to be there to, she's fixing something for her dad or whatever. And then it's when Jane goes over to Brandy's house and she's like, oh, you have a son. And then she's like, figures out that like the baby Brandy's son is also Parker's son. And Brandy's like, don't tell him. But I have a, I have a bone to pick because that baby is not mixed. Right. It's it's he's really not. He's not. He's not. It's bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm just like, it's not that I. I was looking and I wanted something. I was like, okay, well maybe the baby's hair is like soft or something or yeah. like. Like, for some loose curls. Looking for some loose curls. Looking a freckle or something. Something. None of that arose. At all. At all. Um, you, you know, they they tried to do the same thing on Everything Sucks, you know, with the with Luke played by a visibly monoracial black child being a biracial character. <laughs> They didn't even pick a boy who maybe had his same facial features. Right. Because then I, I could have gotten on board with that. I would have been like, okay. 
I just I just hate being lied to. I hate when you can see something with clearly with your own eyes and they want you to believe that what you're seeing is not what you're actually seeing. It's it's banana nuts. Um and that's something that happens. Um Stacy and so Stacy actually starts like like making I think your bluetooth fell out. Yeah, oh, it's our, it's been off, like, the battery died, because I forgot to, I didn't forget to charge it. My charger was broken, and I didn't notice that. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. So now it's just, like, dead, dead. Uh, it's uh, just going to give a lot of feedback. Uh, I don't have another Bluetooth, so. Okay. Um, Is well, there, you can muffle the sound in edits, or I don't know. Uh, well, it sounds like it's just coming after, so hopefully, we're already on season three, let's just finish it out, and then I'll, I'll see what I can do, I'll figure it out. Um, what about now? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so I, what I did is I just lowered the volume on your end, I can still hear you, it's just not as loud. Okay. Well, I can, I mean, I can hear you. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, so so some other things that hap- start happening is that Stacy Jane's BFF makes uh, some big inroads into her sort of acting TV career, but uh, she does not. Be- it doesn't make her a better person. She's she's kind of losing sight of who she is, and oh my gosh. Um, she's losing sight of who she is, and she breaks up with Fred. Well, not breaks up with Fred. She cheats on Fred and uh, alienates Jane and really starts messing up, and that sucks. Um, and then she, in order to, like, make it up to Jane, she sort of, like, breaks into this lady's house and... Grayson has to get her Grayson has to like um like get her like out of jail and after he gets her out of jail you know he's like oh they he kisses her and she's like no it's not me it's it's Jane and but before Jane can hear that Jane just sees them kissing and she is like devastated. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Right. And and because of that, um she she there's like another guy, there's a judge that sh- that has come into the picture that she uh is starting to date and mm-hmm. um he had asked her to like run away with him to Italy and she had put it off because she was like, no, Grayson. And that's when she's like, and so when she saw Stacy and Grayson kiss, she was like, that is it. That's the end. I'm going to go to Italy and, and be happy. And, and that's what she does. And that's how we, we end the season with Grayson running to the airport to tell Jane that like, yes, it is you girl, but not getting there in time before she leaves. 
Right. Okay, so this is anyone else curious why these guys are always asking these girls to come to Italy with them? You know, I guess that's a very good question. <laughs> that's a really good question. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like... I guess Italy is really beautiful. Like, if you're... Like, it's very romantic. And then there's pasta. You know what I mean? I mean, they got spaghetti right here, but okay, girl. <laughs> they got spaghetti right here. Um, I mean, I guess the Colosseum, where the Leaning Tower would be cool, but you have to go to specifically to Rome for that, right? Yeah, and Rome is not that. It's really, it's like, I mean, it's a city. Like, it's dirty there. Like, Italy is like... <laughs> No, it's just like it's a city, like any other city. It's like it's dirty. Like there are skyscrapers. Like and sure, like there's a coliseum, but like it's it's one of those things like where like in pictures it's really cool looking, but like when you get there, like it's just like it's this thing that's in the middle of like this really like you know gross, dirty city center. So like the the gorgeousness of italy is not rome it's like the um, it's like when you can go to like the coast um like i can't say it cuz i'm i'm going to say it wrong but like there's like a specific coast and the city is like on cliffs is mm-hmm. like all the houses are built into like these like into like the cliffs of the coast because it's just like one big drop and then it's just and like that is pretty like that is really gorgeous and i'm gonna attempt to say this name and i'm it's i'm gonna butcher it but it's gonna be fine yes but like the amalf like amalfi like the amalfi coast that's gorgeous like i i get that like if somebody wanted me to like and, like, you can only get there, like, the Amalfi Coast and, like, the, like, the town. You can only, you can't drive there. You have to drive to, like, a section. And then you have to get on a boat. And then you have to, the boat takes you to the town. And then, like, it's gorgeous. hmm mm-hmm. So, like, I get it. Like, if that's where they're going. But if they're going to Rome, like, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now we have that breakdown. I'm glad he didn't ask Deb to go to Rome. <laughs> Deb Jane, whomever. Yeah. He was just like, let's that go to Italy. Rome because now Rome seems very, very unappealing. I'm just saying it's lots of it's lots of people. It's just, you know, it's a lot of people. It's really hot. Like, it's really, it's just, you know, it's like Paris. Paris is also like, Paris gets like a lot of like clout, but like Paris is a city as gross like it's dirty (laughs) like it don't get me wrong it's like it's a mood definitively right Mm -hmm. this is also like new york new york is like dirty and it smells just like any other this is just the this is this is the curse of like heavily densely populated metropolitan areas they're just not really nice granted they have they definitely have like a, a mood and a personality but like they're not everything Right, right. That's true. So, um, we, season three. Season three was epic. There was so much drama. So much happens. Mm. I love it. I think it's the best. 
Well, actually, I don't think it's the strongest season, but I think it's getting in there. The tension of the Jane Grayson situation was a little too tense for me at times, not going to lie. Season two really? still of this first half but i really love season three i like that they stayed the course even if like i was high anxiety at times oh wow yeah you know i liked it i liked it i thought it was epic um i didn't mind like the whiplash between like grayson getting left at the altar and then Jane bringing up with the dude, and then Jane getting with another dude, and then the Stacy Grayson stuff. I didn't mind it. It was a vibe. It was a vibe, but like also like you know sometimes when like shows ha- are like contingent on like a very big secret. Yeah, and like I'm the person that's desperate for the season to come out for the secret to come out. Now keep in mind that like. Pretty Little Liars raised me. <laughs> and, like, I'm just tired of the secrets. So every time, like, a secret lasts for more than two scenes, and I'm like, oh, y'all got to get this cat out of the bag. Post haste. <laughs> because Pretty Little Liars lasted longer than my marriage. And I'm still not entirely sure who A was. I believe, like, A was, like, Allison's transgender sister. That is um, so much. But, like, it took, like, eight seasons to get to that conclusion. Eight seasons. So, like, obviously, you know, I've been through some things. There's trauma. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to get the cat out of the bag. (laughs) I mean, the fair. Fair. Um, Yeah. Honestly, it's a great show. And, you know, um, it had a couple of faux pas a little a couple hiccups but honestly a lot of consideration and care went into the show from writing to casting to acting everybody was fully on board and they were you know they knew what direct what what destination they were riding this train towards right and listen i think i think it says a lot about the show that like season three is to me is like really good but i still don't think it's the strongest season um, and that I think says something, I think that's a big deal for a show and, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I love season three. I think season three is, three is good. And I love that we, we really get into like the other stuff with these characters. Like, like I said, like that, the big thing is like Jane, um, Jane sort of running off with Owen uh, Judge Owen and then Fred and Stacy breaking up and then Parker leaves to find Brandy and his son in Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's his, that's like the, the, that's like that big cliffhanger. And, um, when we pick up in the second half of this, uh, uh part two, we'll talk about like, they don't, those big plot lines, they don't like just drop them. They really do pick them up and finish them out. And that's, I mean, that's a hallmark of any solid show. So, um, yeah, it's a good for me. Yeah, this is this is it. Like, the show's a vibe, and I think it holds up really well, um, which I can't honestly say about most shows whose protagonist is a fat woman. Most of them have aged actually quite horribly. 
Um, I remember Friends, and the Monica character isn't fat for any of the seasons. It's 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 told to the audience that she was fat prior to season one, back when she and Rachel, you know, were were first friends back in high school, and that she lost a bunch of weight prior to the pilot episode. But even this character, who like basically no longer exists, she's very thin now, and she's been very thin for many years, is still the butt of jokes on the show. Right, right, and and like, I think. And- Shows do this. Like, they will legitimately have a fat person or fat character to exist solely as comic relief. Exactly. Um, And that's... And that, I think, is also why this show is so incredible. And, I mean, there hasn't really been another show like this. Like, something that that we'll talk about more, like, when we get to part two is that... You know, the Jane character, and I know we're just sort of going over, like, big plot points and stuff in this episode, but this character really does get so deep, like, and complex. And particularly when we get to, like, the big secret is, like, revealed, when Jane tells Grayson that it's she's Deb, it's like, you know, it's really deep, like, it's really thought-provoking and this character has so much complexities and she's really fully realized truly. And um, I don't know that there's another show with a fat woman that has done that truly be outside of the show. It's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this show. Cause it's Jupta Diva is really the only show I can think of, of like a fully realized like fat character. Yeah, facts. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with that as well. It's right. I mean, I guess I've had we've had like well-rounded fat characters, but not when her fatness is integral to the plot, right? For right. some reason, when the weight starts being mentioned, uh, the character is usually heavily degraded, and that doesn't happen on this show. It doesn't. Like, I think I don't know how much I can like I don't know how to properly emphasize that like once you once you pass season one like Jane's weight has absolutely nothing to do with anything that's happening on the show <laughs> like right. just something she's just existing as a fat woman um I honestly first I think so many black women in particular we want the same type of treatment for dark-skinned black women right yeah yeah um but yeah just let people live let people live in their bodies right her body is just a thing that she exists in and it's and she's i don't want to say like because a lot of people have had like talk started talking about like um body like the sort of pitfalls of body positivity but like she's very like body neutral like i guess like that's something that people are saying that like maybe that's like a better descriptor um right like it's just like it's very it's lots of bodily like neutrality and she and I really think it's wonderful the way that Deb can accept her body and for what it is um and try to and 
and her being in Jane's body and in being a lawyer is really, really becomes less about being in this body and more about like pushing herself to be a better person because it's, it's what we talked about in the pilot. She's in the pilot. She's very zero sum. <laughs> like they can't really decide if she like, they can't decide if she can stay in heaven. Cause it's like, she wasn't that great, but she wasn't that bad either. And it's, and you really get to internalize that like Deb doing all these things and really encompassing the other parts of Jane and, and, them sort of becoming one um, mm. is about trying to live her life in a way that is is deeper, where she's a better, she's not just a better lawyer, but she's a better person. She cares about people more. She cares about Grayson more. She cares about her friends more. She wants to be a better friend. She wants to be a better co-worker. She wants to be a better daughter. And, um, and all that that encompasses, and it's really quite sophisticated for a show. I mean, that character work is quite sophisticated for a show that just is so lighthearted. Yeah, agreed. Fully agree. It's it's just a really great show all around. Um, the concept is funny. Uh, the, char- the, 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 the premise is intriguing. You know, they were really firing on all cylinders. I think a lot of times people don't also don't give comedies enough credit for being thoughtful, but this was a really thoughtful one. Right. Or like, I think right now, like comedies are so preoccupied with like being absurd or like overly clever in a way that's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like we are, look how thoughtful we are. Yeah, like, look how funny we are. Look how thoughtful we are. Can't you tell that we went to Harvard? Can't you tell that we went to Yale? Can't you, can't you tell that we went to NYU? <laughs> and it's like, okay, thanks, 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 thanks. have it folks this is everything that we think made the first half of drop dead diva good bad basic and so incredibly heartwarming if you'd like to check out the series drop dead diva is currently streaming for free on amazon prime and amazon.com if you've enjoyed this episode of the good the bad the basic be sure to share it with your friends and if you're a member of our patreon be sure to check out our drop dead diva playlist Tune in next week as we keep the strong female lead season going with part two of our discussion on this iconic series. You don't want to miss out on this conversation. The Good, the Bad, the Basic is currently streaming on all major podcast platforms, so be sure to tune into our regular weekly episodes on the go. Leave us a review on your preferred platform and share our weekly episodes on your social media. Please follow us at The Good, Bad, Basic on Twitter and at Good, Bad, Basic Pod on Instagram to get in on our daily content. Also, be sure to follow our SoundCloud page, The Good, The Bad, The Basic, where all of our weekly episodes debut. If you love this sort of content and want more, become a show producer and patron over on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash good, bad, basic. Your support allows us to keep bringing you our regular weekly episodes as well as exclusive bonus material. Until next time, bye everyone.